Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Harvey Norman Wonthaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Uh, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland on SEN Track Southwest Gippsland on 91.3 and 91.9 SEN Track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. And it's all thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. And that's exactly where we sit this morning, just at 37 Mackenzie Street, Wonthaggy, right out the front of Harvey Norman. So drop your head in, say good day, and we might even have a prize for you. And the great man, Wiz Doherty, is out on the golf course today. So it's Brad Sinclair here for the next two hours and joining me is our man of the moment our producer a very good morning and he lives in the area <laughs> sammy watson how are you yeah i'm well thanks sinkers how are you good to I, see you i'm good you haven't been well though you've been nah. a little bit crooked this <laughs> yeah. week haven't you I, i'm i'm feeling a little bit better i'm not quite well enough to play cricket today but i'll push through this show so you're not going to play cricket nah nah having the day off cricket will they get cricket played today too sam c and b grade in the ldca have being called off every single game, but the A-grade matches are going ahead. So um, we'll see a bit of local action. Not yep. a heap of it, though. Okay, so that brings me to my next thing that I want to talk about before we get into a massive week in sport. Mm. And it's been incredible, is that you just think, you know what, I've got a bit on, I'll probably have a quiet show Saturday morning, and then, <laughs> bang, you can always rely on St Kilda, and they haven't let us down again. They've sacked their coach. Brett Ratton during the week or yesterday, Thursday night sort of thing, and yep. he knew, and uh, it was incredible. But I drove down. I was up in Deniliquin, yep. and the floods are absolutely shocking. I didn't think I'd get here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through the normal way I go, which is through Echuca and Bendigo and come down that way. That was all cross, uh, closed off, and so was the other way. So I ended up going through Barmer and Shepparton around the back way. Yep. And that I just made because they reckon by today, probably lunchtime or four to five o'clock, that'll be closed. So I don't know if I'll get back. So I've been doing a bit of work up there and I'll probably be stuck down here. What what a beautiful place to be stuck in anyway. But what did you make of the Brett Ratton thing? I mean, SEN this week, you would have been flat out. Yeah, well, obviously the news, Cal Toomey broke the news on Thursday night. And just before I nodded off to sleep, I saw that on my phone on Twitter and started thinking straight away about oh, who we're going to get on the show. Obviously, Grant Thomas was the first name that sprung to mind just from getting him on in previous times and um, woke up that pretty much listening to an interview with him on breakfast. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty honest in his assessment of the situation. And I'm As not, he is I'm, always. Yeah, exactly. It, um, it was certainly surprising after, after a trade period. You don't see too many coaches sacked then. Um, you thought at least you'd get to start the next season, see how they go, maybe halfway through the year. If the Saints were struggling, then 
the uh, he might have been in a bit of trouble. But yeah, it's just very very surprising. Obviously, you're a St Kilda man, sinkers. So I'm not anymore. You're not. Well, they sacked me too, of course, back in 1984, right. but there's not too many people they haven't sacked, Sam. Yeah. And I brought a Carlton membership. I rode for Carlton as a kid. Yep. I went to St Kilda because I had a bit of a run trundle there in the twos in 84, so I thought, oh, I'll barrack for them. And yeah, yeah. Pretty hard to run out with them and barrack for the opposition. Yeah. And I'm just over it. And, and whether he was a good coach or not, to me, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. If back on July 8th they thought he was the man for the next two years and they reappoint him which I thought was wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. It was coming off three losses. They were 8-3. They went 8-6 and they re-signed him. I thought, wait till the end of the year. But they make these shocking managerial decisions all the time. And they never go, Sam. Mm. They never get the flick. And they never fall on their sword. It's always someone else. And invariably, it's the coach. Yeah. And I don't like it. But I, I, I've said on this show a few times the last few weeks, I brought a Carlton membership. Because I'd seen these sort of things happening for a while now and and I've just I've I sacked them Sam mm-hmm. in the end I thought I'm sacking you well there's probably a few St Kilda fans that feel the same way oh well obviously a lot of St Kilda fans that feel the same way but let's just go through quickly since 2000 well 2006 at Grant Thomas that was his final season Ross Lyon coach from 07 to 11 Scott Waters only lasted two seasons not even Alan Richardson from 2014 to 2019, Brett Ratton from 20 halfway through 2019 to 2022, and there'll be a new coach. That's that's six six coaches in about 16 years. Yeah, some coaches coach for 16 years. Like Chris Scott's been there since 2011. He'll he'll coach 16 years at Geelong. No worries. Yeah, but St Kilda seem to just churn through coaches. Well, they do. I, I was only there one year, Sam. We had two, Tony mm. Jewell and Graham Jelly. Yep. Then he got the flick um, for uh, Daryl Bulldog. It, it, uh, it's, it, and it's a long time. It's not the last couple of years, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. And at, at what stage? Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. At what stage do the people who are appointing and extending these coaches look at themselves and think maybe there's a bigger issue here? Do, do you think Ratton had the tools at his disposal to to be a successful coach at St Kilda? I don't know if any St Kilda coach has ever had the tools to be to make the club successful. Mm. Um, could he coach? And I think everyone guesses on that. Unless you're in the in a sanctum, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, was he liked by the players? It seems like he was. Had he lost the players? It doesn't seem like he did. So his strike rate was 50%. Yep. 63 games, 32 wins, 31 losses. Yeah. Not many Coaches get the sack after three years at, with a 50% strike rate. There were coaches that have survived at 30%. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I think it's it's either two things. Uh, one, the report on him yeah. was absolutely scathing or damning. Yeah. Or two, they've got someone in the wings and they have done between July 8 and October 13. Yeah, so just I'll just go to your first point there. The review, obviously, we know uh, Andrew Bassett, the president, headed that up. Um, Simon Lethleen was involved, the CEO. David Noble, former North Melbourne coach, was involved as well, and I'm sure there are a couple of others. And yeah, they announced Jason that, Blake. Jason Blake. They they announced they'd be doing that in what August or yeah. late August or something like that. Um, so really, not long after after 
re-signing Brett Ratton for two years. Um, Ratton, we will play a, b- a bit of audio later. Ratton spoke about what the review entail- what was entailing and what it was meant to do to help the club after their round 23 loss. Um, and then he, the way he spoke about it in that didn't seem like <laughs> it was going to be bad news for him, really. It was more just a way to help the club and, and open their eyes to what was happening. But obviously they completed the review. Jeff Walsh has come in. Who knows what impact he's had on this decision. There's a couple of other things that we'll get into later that might have hurt Ratton as well. But, yeah, I'm just wondering, is it is it the players in these reviews or other coaches that have been involved in these reviews that ultimately got Ratton in the end? What and do you he think? Had, well, he had to fight for his job at the last day, on the Thursday. Mm. They've said... This is a review, and I think that's I think that's insulting, mm. to be honest. Um, doesn't matter if he's done a good job or not. I, I there's more to it. There's no doubt there's more to it, and I, I can't wait to hear the grab of Grant Thomas because the one you speak of I haven't heard yet. Yeah. So uh, just moving on from the review and onto your second point there about someone that they have in mind. Who, who, if you had to hazard a guess about their first option, who do you think it would be? Ross Lyon. My money's on Ross Lyon. Yeah. Well, that's that's the only name that I've been hearing, but obviously wouldn't know, but that seems to be the talk of the town. What impact do you think he'd have coming back? I was a huge fan of his mm. as a coach. Um, but, again, I, I'll go back to the other point that I made, that irrespective of whether Ratton could coach or not, I think the people that made the decisions on July 8th should go. Um, they obviously, in the end, thought that he couldn't. But to your point, Ross Lyon, I, I thought he was a super coach. I don't buy into this stuff that people say he's a defensive coach. He will adapt. He's a, he's a football head. He lives, breathes and sleeps footy, and he's very good at it. And I love listening to him on Footy Classifieds. I just think he's brilliant. I think he will be excellent for the Saints if he's the guy. How it was done, I'm, I'm not keen on. I, I, it, I'm a coach. I've coached. Yeah. And it's not It's not nice. It's nasty. Yeah, so I think his, if he does get reappointed, it's going to split the footy community 50-50 down the middle. There's pe- I've spoken to people who think it's probably the worst thing St Kilda could ever do. Some yeah. who think, oh, it's, he was pretty good when he was there. So give it a crack. One thing that I can guarantee is if Ross does get the job and St Kilda start winning games... Those fans are going to forget pretty quickly about their disdain for the decision. Well, I, I, take to back to, him. I take you back to 2006. I was a development coach there with the Scorpions that was aligned with St Kilda. Yep. And Tomo went. And Tomo was loved mm. by the players. Mm-hmm. And, and what you say is so spot on. And they'd forgot about Tomo within 12 months because Lyon was doing a good job. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate for those who get left behind like like Ratton and that but winning fixes everything really it's a brutal it's a brutal way to frame it but it really does all, all is forgotten when when you start winning it just St Kilda amazed me I, I just think sometimes you get and this is tongue in cheek sometimes you sit back and you go you know what someone at St Kilda's gone okay Hawthorne and Kangaroos you think you've got problems we'll just outdo you and go bang and it, it's always, it's just, the timing of it was shocking. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you play a huge part with trade radio and trades. The timing between the end of the trade, they make a trade week, they, they make the decision, make the announcement, 
It's just about to go into draft in six weeks, and then pre-season starts in a couple of weeks. The timing is just... I don't get it. Yeah. And I know what they're going to say, and, and they want excellence, and that's okay. But we've St Kilda supporters have been wanting excellence for 40 years, and management haven't allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was going to be one of the other things I was going to quiz you on. I, I wonder... Which seems this seems like a bizarre question to pose, but I wonder if St Kilda pull off the signing of Jordan Degowie, is Brett Ratton still the senior coach? I think he is. I think it was trade week that was probably, and I wouldn't know. I'm only guessing. Yeah. But I think trade week was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. So just to recap, they lost Ben Long, and I think they thinking they lost one other player, but Hunter Clark was up on the table. Hunter Clark was on the table, but. That was probably never going to happen, what yeah. they were asking for him. But they gained Zane Cordy, yeah. which kind of was St Kilda, left St Kilda fans saying, well, here we go again, signing blokes that aren't really going to make our team better whatsoever. And, and no, no disrespect to Zane Cordy, but he's not a needle mover, is he? No, that's right. And, and no, dis, uh, no disrespect to Hanabry, but yeah. uh, he wasn't a success. I mean, you work out over his five years, someone did the math and he was on about $150,000 a game. Yeah. Um, so there's been some blunders and uh, and people question bringing in players like Brad Hill. Uh, they play on Eddie Head every week. The ground doesn't suit him. He played some great footy at Fremantle on the bigger ground and he did it on the MCG with Hawthorne. Yep. So this, their, their list management decisions, and because we go, the club goes through so many coaches, that's out of the coaches' hands a lot of the time. Mm. And... and I ask you the question, of the ladder on trade week, where did St Kilda finish? Bottom? If you had a ladder. Yeah, well, Hawthorne, be... Hawthorne losing a couple of key players and not getting much in return hurts them a little bit, but your Saints in terms of inactivity and not improve, like trying to, at least Hawthorne kind of know what they're doing, it seems like they're rebuilding yeah. for the future. Saints just treading water and for that, like in trade week, probably puts them last on the ladder. Yeah, so yeah. just to, yeah, just recapping, they... In Zane Cordy, which was a uh, free agent out, Ben Long traded him. Um, but not only not only did they lose Ben Long, but Jaron Geary is retired. Obviously hasn't played a lot, but big, um, important player to lose. Dan Hanabry, who, his, well, his last game he got three Brownlow votes, but didn't get as much out of him. But the one that does hurt is Paddy Ryder. Yep. And at this stage, they don't have a replacement for him. Yeah, because Jack Hayes looked like he was going to be a good backup ruckman for Marshall and, and Ryder to kind of ping off earlier in the year. He obviously did his ACL. They've recommitted to him, but he's going to be out most of this year. Who's going to Who's going to play ruck with? Oh, let the, Ryan and, Marshall. And they didn't have a plan B when they didn't get to Goey. They mm. still needed a big fish. Yeah, and there was a couple of big fish out there. Who was the last big fish that St Kilda landed? <sighs> Gee, wow! There you go. Yeah, oh, nothing. No, the fact that nothing springs to mind. Spiro Corkamelis in nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> I mean, that's where it goes. I mean, that's and, and I know that's it's, it's comical and tongue in cheek, but that's where the Saints have been. Yeah, that, and that's like Jack. Jack Steele was a great trade from GWS, yes, but even even at the time, people didn't think he was going to turn no. into the player that he is now. And he's been super. Yeah, uh, I know we're going to take a quick break, and, and what I'll just say too. Uh, Lenny Hayes is back at the club, and, mm. and I think that's a lot of the reason people think in uh, Ross Lyon. Yep. They are very, very close. Yep. 
and uh, so there might be more we'll, to we'll, it. We'll go through some other potential candidates yeah. after the break. Heather. We'll take a quick break. We'll also have that audio that you speak of as well. I really look forward to hearing a f- bit of that. And don't forget, we've got Beck Danaher on the Danaher Drive through Gippsland. We don't know because of the weather. Uh, they've taken a different route, and we'll find out what uh, where that goes. We're going to try to get hold of Luke Young from Katani, the new coach that we couldn't get a touch of last week. And hopefully... We get someone on the line to talk about Brett Ratton that have been involved at uh, the coalface with the Saints. We're out here at Harvey Norman Wan Thaggy at 37 Mackenzie Street. And it's all thanks to the great people here at Harvey Norman Wan Thaggy. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland with Brad Sinclair and Sam Watson. We'll be back after these short messages. Harvey Norman Wan Thaggy. Your local store for computers and electrical. Free clip and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. It's just to look at the program to make sure that we're on the right track and really for us to look back and say, oh, we probably, you know, we didn't get this right either because it's not about the players, all about the players. It's about the whole whole footy club and that's what it's around for us to make sure that whatever we do, we're trying to get better every day. That's me everybody in our program so I think the findings will be pretty self-explanatory I think I think we sort of know what we're going to um, confront but there might be some new things there that we can consider but it's about us pushing forward to be a better a better footy team and we didn't play finals and that's what we're all striving to do we we want to try and win another premiership let alone make finals so if we have a review where there's some real home truths and we talk about it to make us better well we should be up for it. Well, that was Brett Ratton on the review after round 23, and he said it might throw up a few surprises. Mm. Sam Watson, it definitely did that. Does that sound like a man who's really worried that this no. review will impact his job? He had no idea this was coming. No. He's blindsided, there's no doubt about that. And as he would, because, I mean, there's been sackings and there's been sackings. I don't know of anyone that's been reappointed on a two year deal and then sacked 98 days later. I. I don't think that's happened in the history of the game. Mm. Not even St Kilda haven't done that. Yeah, it's bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? It, it really is. Um, it, yeah. does, does, so we're going to speak about other potential candidates. We kind of both agreed that St Kilda wouldn't be silly enough to do this unless they had someone yeah. in their sights already. And we think that might be Ross Lyon, but someone that Grant Thomas threw up yesterday, and this might come as a bit of a surprise to you, was Luke Beveridge. I, I, I heard that. Mm. I heard the interview. He's always been a massive fan of Luke Beveridge, and, mm. and I think because Tomo is a big believer in St Kilda people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Luke Beveridge is a St Kilda person. I mean, his father is a St Kilda legend mm-hmm. in the recruiting game. Um, so... He yeah. obviously played played forty five games for St Kilda yeah. Bevo to finish off his career, and obviously he's got a long uh, affiliation with St Bede's Mentone Football Club in the Vaffa, who he won the flag with in pre- coaching them to a Premier C flag, then a Premier B, and then a Premier A. Who they obviously have a pretty close alignment with St Kilda Footy Club being in the area, so he is a St Kilda person. Getting him is another thing. Yeah, whether the Bulldogs, will, <laughs> I don't think the Bulldogs will be letting him go anytime soon, but. Bulldogs hadn't played in a grand final in 50-odd years. He's got them to two, a premiership. Um, I don't think they'll be letting go of him too soon. But no. funny things, he has had a bit of a love-hate relationship with the board there over the, his well, journey. I think, yeah, the kind of person that he is, he's very passionate and um, wants things run well and had uh, 
struggled a bit at times in, uh, well this year and, and last year at times with the cuts to the soft cap and the impact that it's had on the footy um, department so who knows like, I, I, if I had to bet my life on it I'd say there's no way he, he leaves but um, you never know stranger things have happened in, in footy and he'd be great for St Kilda he'd certainly bring that ruthless edge but um, and he, ha- he obviously has great relationships with his players but just knowing, like, seeing what Luke Beveridge is like, I can't see him leaving the doggies. Me neither. Me neither. The other, the other surprise, and not surprising, but the other interesting and intriguing thing is Jeff Walsh was mm. uh, made head of football uh, and takes over on November 1, which is the footy industry. Now, he, uh, there's a lot of questions being asked because he doesn't mind taking making tough decisions, yep. and he's openly said that. And he uh, had this to say uh, in his interview. I think that one of the things that I'd like to think I can bring to the table is is the willingness to, to make a, a hard call or, or to have a hard conversation, to not walk past something if you see and you know it's wrong, that I'm you know, willing to, to, to call it out. Now, that was with Gary and Tim in Breakfast Radio with SEN. Now, I do like that about him, and I'm sure Tomo will love that about him because yeah. that was Tomo, Grant Thomas. That's yeah. how he was. Do you think he had anything to do with this, or we just uh, is that the cynic in most of us? Yeah, well, Andrew Bassett has come out and said he had nothing to do with it. It was all the review, which he was obviously at North Melbourne most of the time while doing yep. his own review while St Kilda were doing this one. Which um, he sacked a coach there. Too. Yeah, and and that that David David Noble was doing the review at St Kilda. It's funny how <laughs> it's football ironic. works, isn't yeah. it? And he helped get Jeff Walsh a job after Jeff Walsh pretty much got him sacked. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, I don't think, I don't think Walsh had anything to do with it, but I could definitely see a world where he did come in and figured out pretty quickly that Ratton lost the players or they, club was moving in the wrong direction because of Ratton's coaching, whether people agree with that or not, but he might've thought that and recommended to the board to make, make the tough call that, as he said, he's not afraid to do. Yeah. And I- you can't have it both ways. A lot of St Kilda people and supporters and members will be saying uh, we've had mediocrity for too long and they won't like that Ratton's been sacked and Walsh has done that. And But it's so that's a contradiction. They need that. I think they need a Jeff Walsh. Mm-hmm. I'm with Tomo on this. I think they need a Jeff Walsh that's going to make the hard decisions. He's had a great success rate over many, many years. So he knows what he's doing, but... The Saints people, when I say people, the members, are they ready for this? Because it's going to be brutal. It's already started very brutal. Yeah. So where do we think the Saints? Let's let's say they get let's say they get Ross Lyon. Where would you say the Saints finish next season? I have to have a prediction, early prediction. Funny thing was, I had this conversation with someone, Owen Carter from Gippsland Footy, on the Wednesday yep. before Ratton was sacked, and I said bottom four. Wow. I think I think everyone else around that seven to twelve has really improved at the dra- at the trade table. Yep. And 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 I think right now Richmond's a top four with what they picked up in Hooper and Taranto. So I, Martin goes forward and there's a lot to like. So there's a bit of this with a few of these clubs, Brisbane. I, I, I I'm not convinced they'll go any better. If Ross Lyon gets the job uh, I'm a big believer in Ross Lyon. Mm. He'll shake it up. Walsh will obviously shake it up. They might finish better than that. 
But right now, we'll know if it, if Brett Ratton was a problem if they do. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, obviously they won't they won't be better than Geelong. We'll just go through the yeah. ladder here. They won't be better than Melbourne, Sydney, Collingwood, Fremantle, Brisbane, Richmond Bulldogs. They, that's the top eight. They won't be better than any of them. I don't. I can't see them improving to knock off any of them next season with the list that they've got and obviously the unsettlement around the club. Uh, Carlton, we think, will improve. That was the ninth. St Kilda finished 10th. Port Adelaide finished a spot below them. Who will improve? Who, with with the trade period they had, we think will be... A top five in the trade, I reckon. Oh, definitely, definitely. So we think they'll improve. Gold Coast are a big chance to... Yep challenge St Kilda yep. we think they should improve Hawthorne will go down from the trade period yep. they had Adelaide might improve Essendon who knows what kind of season they could have next year and then probably the bottom three GWS West Coast and North I reckon will probably be around there but I can't see St Kilda getting past any of the teams above them after on the 2022 ladder and I can see probably three or four teams that could go ahead of them totally agree so that's the bottom four finish and yeah Saints fans will be thinking, oh, here we go again, really. Yeah, and that's that's why I think they'll finish bottom four so, for the reasons that you say. But, yeah, whether they... I, I probably would have said said the same thing if Rat Ratten was still the coach. So it's still a, still a question yet to be answered whether he was the right man and maybe Ross Lyon can get them improving because there's, there's a bit mm. of talent there, but not heaps. Now, we might need to go to the news. Quick news uh, update. Sammy, and when we come back, there's still a fair bit more to talk about I reckon on we, this. Uh, I reckon we go through the trade period and, and see who the big winners and losers are. From Definitely. That. We'll go to the news out here at Harvey Norman 1, Faggy 37, Mackenzie Street. You're listening to Saturdays in Gippsland with Brad Sinclair and Sam Watson. We'll be back after the news headlines. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Ah, Ian Doherty, whiz, he's out on the Yalong Golf Course right now and he'd be happy too because blue skies and sun shining and it wasn't flooded. So the great man, whiz, will be uh, probably on about the seventh hole. (laughs) Looking forward to the 19th. You're with Brad Sinclair and Sam Watson, Saturdays in Gippsland, 91.3 SEN track in southwest Gippsland and 91.9 out in the Latrobe Valley. And you can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcasts. And it's all thanks to our great friends where we sit at Harvey Norman Wan Thaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Come in and see Lockie and Dave and tell them that Sammy and Brad sent you. Now, Sam, let's stay on the Saints. And I know a lot of people might be getting a little bit uh, agitated with us, but it's big news and it's a big story. And there's, it's intriguing because of the way it was done. Yeah. What about the St Kilda list? Is it, there's, yeah, there's a thing so, to talk about. So when the journos ask Andrew Bassett, as they did yesterday, was Brett Ratton set up for success? Did he have the best chance to have success uh, at St Kilda? They're speaking about his list, really, aren't they? The, pretty much yeah. the list that, that, yep. he was, that he was provided and, and also the environment put around them. But the main thing is the list. I was, we were going to go through their list and, and list the A-graders, but it's been a pretty short chat because I reckon there's only two Jack Steele and Jack Sinclair 
And he's only just been elevated to A grade this year. Yeah, so Steele's been around the mark for two or three years now, and Sinclair's taken another step this year. Obviously, he's got that All-Australian jacket. So if you're making All-Australian, I'm pretty safe to say you're an yeah. A grader. But for how long? He could quite easily slip back to B grade, but I'm with you, I yeah, agree. Yeah, he's not, he's not a bona fide superstar of the competition by any stretch, but at this stage, they're the only two that, that you'd say, aren't they? Oh, definitely, most definitely. And, yep. for, and for too long, they've spent time trying to get in blokes that they know aren't A graders, but are maybe B graders that they think will help them, and they're not, they're not, uh, they haven't helped whatsoever really. And that's why people like Jeff Walsh and and others have said they need to attract top end talent. And, and, and it's not it's not easy. It's easier said than done, but they really need to, don't they? They do. And those A graders that you speak of, or the ones that are coming in that are B graders, they might, say Hanbury and Hill. They might have been A grade A graders at a certain time, but as I said about Jack Sinclair, mm. they can quite easily slip back to B grade. Now, when the Saints got Hill and Hanbury, they weren't in A grade stage. They mm. had been for their mm. respective clubs they come from, but they'd slipped out into B. But go on. Um, I think. The players that can take the next step, obviously Max King, if he obviously improves his goal, his goal kicking a little bit, he can zero he can be, five in the yeah, last game. He's and... he's really not that far off becoming an A grader. Rowan Marshall still, uh, well, he's twenty six. Oh no, he's twenty. Yeah, twenty six now. So had one great season, twenty twenty one. He's probably got to take that leap soon. Um, Josh Battle had a good year, but he's nothing to hang your hat on. Tim Memory is a great player, not an A grader. Serviceable. Yeah, he's. he's He's been great value for them. But Plays a role, serves a purpose. There's not many others that are jumping off the page here that are going to... Like, they've got some good young kids that are still three or four years off having a serious impact. Like Win Hager. Win Hager, yeah. They, they, those they, kind of ones, but... Owens, they look all right. Yeah. But their potential base... Wang, uh, Wangan and Malira, they've got big wraps on as well. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wangan and what about What yeah. about midfielders? They haven't got A-grade midfielders. They've got one. Yeah. And that's steel, as you say. And you go through the good clubs, and they've got two, three, four. Some have got four, five. A-graders in their midfield. That's where the game's won and lost. They keep telling us. And, the, and Gresham's really not far off when he's up and firing. But, God, he's injuries have hurt a lot. Him. Yeah, his injuries have really, really hurt him. I think Lenny Hayes, the appointment of Lenny Hayes, will take the midfield to another level. I think that's a really good appointment. But there's no other A-graders there. And then the list is thin on B. Yeah, and... and What's the best way to... Obviously, they went for Dugowie in uh, free agency. What's What do you think? Should the Saints just pull the pull the pin on this, rip the Band-Aid off and go back to the draft and try and attract these? Well, they've only got pick nine this this year. They don't have it. They got... This is their draft hand after that trade period. Pick nine, 28, 32, 32. and 47. Yep. So three in the top 30-odd, like 32. That's not bad. There's, you get, well, yeah. As you Brenton, can get a couple of As Brenton ones. Sanderson said on... Uh, Trade radio. There's this whole thing about oh, next year's draft is a lot better than this. He reckons there's forty good players in every draft. You can't can't tell yeah. him that there's not forty players out there that are going to be great players for your club yep. at, at that age group. So yeah, three picks in the top thirty-two. Um, Couple of Gippsland boys. Bailey Humphrey and Jack Constanti. Yeah. Looking forward to see how they go. Oh, I'm have a, to get them on for a chat soon. Yeah, I'm a huge. Huge fan of Humph- uh, Bailey Humphrey. I yep. had a look at him this year out at uh, Frankston playing against the Stingrays. Absolute ripper. And hes I only just found out that I read the story on him that uh, he's gone through a bit of tragedy in his life and losing 
a great mate to suicide. Yeah. Um, he's hard nosed. He can play forward. He'll be a midfielder at the top level. The kind of player the Saints are after. Yep. Yeah. So do you think do you think they go to the draft or do you, do they think they keep trying to go down this avenue of no. signing players like to go here? Draft. Draft. Yeah. I think so because we've had 130 years of mediocrity. Let's wait another four or five. And build it. <laughs> I think, you know, when I say we, I'm off them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I've sacked them. Yeah. So, it's time for another break, Sam. And we'll better take that break because there's a whole lot more and we've got to talk uh, some local stuff as well because we will get Beck Danaher on the phone, hopefully Luke Young, and we're still trying to get someone to talk about Brett Ratton that was in at the cold face at the Saints uh, throughout his life, and that'll be interesting. We're out here at Harvey Norman one Thaggy, just parked out the front, drop your head by and say good day. It's a beautiful day here at One Thaggy, and it'll be uh, good to talk more sport after this short break. Harvey Norman One Thaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Uh, welcome back, uh, sitting out here in beautiful Wonthaggy on a lovely day out here at the front of Harvey Norman Wonthaggy and it's all thanks to the great our great friends out here coming in and see Dave and Lockie. Lockie looks after all the computers, got a little bit to do there so I might drop my head in there after 12 <laughs> o'clock. We're here with you then up until 12 and we've been talking a lot about the sacking of Brett Ratton and uh, the appointment of Jeff, Jeff Walsh and what they've had to say and so forth. And and we've just spent some time on St Kilda's list and probably a good time to talk about the trade, Sammy, because you've had a lot to do with that over the past uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. How have you seen it? Yeah, I've been paying relatively close attention, producing a couple of shows on uh, trade radio. So it was a long two and a half weeks, especially when the first week there's not any trades happening because it's... Free agency doesn't open until the Friday, and then trade period opens on the following Monday. But, um, well, I, th- I just thought that we'd go through the the big winners and losers from the yeah. trade period and, and see what what well at least what you thought on the matters. And who, I'd say the biggest winner, and I haven't I haven't stopped winning since they lost to St Kilda in round ten or whenever it was, and that's Geelong. By far, they might even get a run on our uh, segment, What's Hot or Not, too, just quietly. But uh, the big, and, and, and let's go back a couple of years, too, with uh, Jeremy Cameron. That's yeah. just proven what how good that was. But they've done it again, Sam. Who they got? Yeah, so Jack Bowes in. Obviously, he came along with pick seven um, on, on deadline day. Uh, that's, yeah, mind-boggler, isn't it, how they can get in Bowes. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll Quiz you on just. I may as well go to it now. Do you think? Do you think uh, when a club picks up a contract, so Geelong are picking up Jack Bowes' contract, and the fact that they were picking that up, they got rewarded with pick seven. Yep. Do you think Geelong should then be able to smooth out Bowes' contract, like they like they are doing, and put it over four years, so that's not a ma- major hit to their salary cap, or yeah. should they be forced to take on the entire? terms, the complete terms of what was agreed to by Bose and the Gold Coast. No. So what so what they're doing is Bose is on let's say probably eight hundred yeah, eight fifty or eight hundred we'll say eight hundred yep. just to, to make it even and for the next two years. So one point six million. Yep. Then instead of doing that one point six million over two years, Geelong, 
they're able to pick up Geelong and spread the 1.6, maybe bump it up to 1.8 or to 2 million and spread it out over four years. Yep. Which kind of, I can see both sides of the argument, but it kind of goes against the reward uh, the reward of getting pick seven for me. Like They're, they're getting okay. pick seven because they're taking on this contract. So therefore, I think that they should still be paying that salary to Bose. Yeah, okay. If you stop it, it's to me, it's still like a back-ended contract anyway. Mm. I, I, do you stop it right down the line? or I don't know. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, because what it's enabling is to get these deals done. Yeah, and the, I'm not saying it's... Yeah, true. And I'm not saying it's... Uh, the worst. I'm not saying Geelong are in the wrong. They're no. well within their rights to yeah. to but use you're the rules however they want. Should it? Could it? Or should it yeah, be so, changed? So, like yeah. in, in the NBA, the NFL, and I hate comparing American sports to ours all the time. But once the contracts agreed to, the players on that, that's it. There's no chopping and changing and manipulating it. Yeah. Um, in terms of what gets paid over a certain period of time, you can't extend it out for too long. But um. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. That I, I coached against Jack Bowes in Cairns. Yeah, just he was he was coming through, and he was in the the um, Gold Coast Suns academies that they got up in Cairns, and he was I think uh, he might have been seventeen playing senior footy at the time, and he, he looked the goods. Yeah, but when I found out he was on eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I fell off my chair. I could not believe good player. Yeah, yeah. in that competition up there and. Eight fifty. He doesn't come across to no. me as an eight fifty player. That's so he, for sure. He uh, he still might turn out to be a great yeah. servant to the Geelong Footy Club. But I guess the counter argument to what I was saying is: Would anybody want to take on Bose at all if they couldn't smooth out his contract? Well, well, probably not. So it might be a better thing for the player. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to listen to the conversations of list managers and coaches over yeah. the table on those matters. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so quickly, because we're going to run out of time here, Geelong also got in Tanner Brune and Ollie Henry. Um, as a wow. wise man, I'm disappointed to lose Ollie Henry. Felt like we got reasonably good com- compensation, though. Uh, and in good Collingwood fashion, the... Supporters have jumped on him and bagged the hell out yeah. of him already. <laughs> yep, they certainly have. Uh, and out, they didn't lose too much. Cooper Stevens, who was a first-round pick, yep. but um, lost picks 18 and 38 and a couple of later ones. And then the other winners, I'd say uh, Port Adelaide. Yes. Great, great yep. off-season. Done very well. Bringing in Rioli, uh, Horn Francis, a um, couple of picks. Done pretty well for what they were dealt. Yep. I think Richmond would be my number two, to be quite and honest. Richmond, Richmond in, had in the quality. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I've always been a big fan of Jacob Hooper mm-hmm. and Hopper. Uh, sorry, Hopper. Yeah. And uh, Taranto to some extent as well. But I've been a huge fan of Hopper, and, and all of a sudden their midfield mm. uh, becomes A grade. Yeah. Richmond and they move Martin forward. Please, I mean you'd have to be excited as a. A Tiger supporter, there's no doubt. So they're three standouts, and then I think the fourth major winner uh, would have to be Brisbane. Yeah. Obviously, bringing in Dunkley, uh, Gunston. Didn't lose too much, and I don't think they'll be too disappointed to lose uh, McStay. So, again, they've improved their midfield yeah. and, through these and they're trades? Gonna, they're gonna get they're going to get this Will Ashcroft, who some people say oh, could oh. be as good as Nick Dacos. Um, yeah. He, he looks yeah like an absolute gun coming through the junior ranks. And Jasper Fletcher, another father-son. So, they, they, yeah, that could shoot them into premiership contention next year. Yeah. So, you're going Geelong, Port Adelaide, Richmond in your top three in the trade? I think I'd go... I think I'd put Brizzy 
in front of... I think I'd go Geelong, Brizzy, Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go Geelong, Richmond, Brisbane, Port. Yeah. And the only reason I'm going Richmond, they've brought in... I call them A-graders. Taranto and Hopper are A-graders to me. Yeah. Around the midfield. They're getting the ball inside. These two players are getting the ball inside 50 a lot. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you got Martin full-time inside your 50 with the big fella. Oh, wow. Yeah, we better take another break. No, Sammy, yep. a lot to get through. A lot of local stuff still to get through out here at Harvey Norman. A one thaggy at uh, 37 Mackenzie Street. Pop out and say g'day and um, we might uh, give you a book. You might win a prize, the Peter Hudson story. What a great book that is. Great read. The great man, Dan Eddy. Just up the road in Lean Gather. He is. He's the writer of that book. So we'll be back after this a short message with a lot more of Saturdays in Gippsland. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Ah, Welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland out here in Wonthaggy where we have had a shocking week of weather. But today it's absolutely beautiful because just up the road... We've got uh, the Grand Prix weekend of the... Well, it's not the Grand Prix, but I've seen all the bikes going out there. There's something on down there this weekend. Yeah, MotoGP weekend. It is this weekend. It is, Octo- yep. Of course it is, October 14 to 16. Yep. So a uh, big weekend out there, and, and usually you get shocking weather on that day, but yeah, it's well, beautiful they've today. Called, they've called off the camping for the yeah. MotoGP, obviously with the rain that we've had during the week. So that... Probably meant there was a few more coming down uh, yesterday, today, and uh, tomorrow morning. Wow. Uh, camping's not uh, for me in this weather, that's <laughs> for sure. Glamping, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might have a crack at that. And Tell you what, if uh, you are going to glamp, get out here to Harvey Norman one thingy where we are right now because uh, you might get a nice little coffee machine that I was looking in there at before. I was talking to Dave about the coffee machines. I need one of them. <laughs> we might take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the Danaher convoy that's in the area. They land in Warrigal tonight, Sam, for the big Halloween party out at Lardner Park. And I know that you'll find Wiz Doherty out there, the pumpkin head. So <laughs> there's a lot more in the second hour. Saturdays in Gippsland, out here at Harvey Warm. Norman Wonfaggy, we look forward to more sport in the next hour. your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Oh, welcome back to Saturdays in Gippsland. It's 11.03 out here at Wonthaggy Harvey Norman at the front th- at uh, 37 Mackenzie Street. And you're with Brad Sinclair and Sam Watson. And the Danaher Convoy is off and running and they have had... Some shocking weather, so right now we find out that Beck Danaher might be right up on the mountain in Lake Centrance, and it's a very warm welcome to Beck Danaher. Good morning. It's a beautiful sunny day down here at Lakes. It's gorgeous weather. Well, Beck, you've struck it lucky because I would imagine about 24 to 48 hours ago you might have been a little bit worried. Oh, absolutely. We had uh, we were heading off on Thursday. We were heading to Wallen, Euroa, on our way to Merthyr and Bright, and then through Omeo. But unfortunately, the weather gods were against us, and um, we had to put aside that day. But we got on the road on the Friday, and the Danaher drive 
convoys out and proud and raising as much funds and awareness and motor neuron disease. Magnificent. We spoke to Fiona McIntosh a couple of weeks ago and then last week we had a chat we, uh, to Uncle Anthony and he was up and about. Now, how's he travelling around right now? Oh, he's going well. Well, unfortunately, um, Ant is in Moama uh, dealing with the flooding water up here, but I've got my uncles and Chris and Terry leading the charge. I'm um, having a good chat to all of the locals. It's hard to hard to get them to stop. They are they just love speaking with everyone along through these communities. So we're going really well. Now, Beck, tonight's the big night out at Larden the Park. Halloween. You got your costume ready? Oh, absolutely. The Dunher Drive family knows how to party we take our dress up <laughs> very seriously so it's a halloween night and i know there's going to be a lot of different spooky outfits out there uh, on parade oh your video on the website uh, beck uh, you certainly do know how to party i had a good look at that last weekend <laughs> and uh, over the last six years you've had some great times by the looks of those parties now i've got to ask how are you going on the caravan tickets i brought a couple of last week and you're up to 2800 because i think i got 2803 and 04 where's that at right now do you know Oh, it's, um, we are pulling the Jayco raffle tonight. So a lucky winner is going to walk away with a caravan that's valued over $61,000. Wow. And we're very thankful to our partners at Jayco who generously donated that prize. And it's helping us to raise a whole bunch of money that we can put straight away to the, the best and brightest researchers here in Australia and uh, nationwide, uh, worldwide as we try and find effective treatments in a cure. So thank you to everyone that's bought a raffle ticket. Thank you to you for buying a raffle ticket as well. Well, well, if I do win it, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. It's going to get donated back. I always said that if I do win it, it's getting oh, wow. donated back. And you, you, you're going to have a crack at it again. Oh, you are very generous. Well, I hope your lucky ticket comes out. <laughs> I, I probably will take it. If I win, sorry, Beck. <laughs> but, Understandably. Uh, Understandably. I, yeah, I, I read I read that uh, you stopped at Yarrigan and Bruthen before pulling up in Lake's entrance uh, yesterday. What what kind of caught your yeah. eye along along the way? Oh, I just love meeting everyone from the community. It's so lovely. Yep. Um, Yarrigan really turned it on. and They didn't even know until a couple of hours before that we'd be heading through that area. And then the Dunaher Drive teammates, they took over Bruzen. So there were 300 <laughs> people there at the pub, at the bakery, at the cafe, along the nature strip. It was, it's just so fantastic. So we know we chose this Dunaher Drive route because we really wanted to give back to those communities that suffered so much in the 2019-2020 bushfires. Then there's been COVID. Um, mm. So it was really fantastic to be able to go to those communities. They're so generous in themselves. So we really wanted to do what we could uh, in return. And you're hoping to raise $2.5 million for the fight against MND. How's that tracking so far with the Danaher's drive? Uh, we are tracking, tracking a knot along nicely. We had our auction night last night and the generosity in the room just knows no bounds. So we are heading to that big tally announcement, which will happen on Sunday, and hopefully nice. we can get to that, that big dollar sign. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. I'm sure you will. And uh, have you already started thinking about how, how you'll make up uh, next year for missing out on those towns in northern Victoria that you speak of? I haven't got there just yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, uh, 
an interesting way that we we yeah, just so stoked that we imagine. were able to get on the road and it you know it's nearly three years in its making it felt like a big reunion for everyone so we knew that with the participants that we have we could be in a barn in the middle of nowhere and they'd be able to find a way to make it into one of the best nights they always do so we'll hit the bring the committee together and look at where we might go next year but we'd love to be able to support those communities in the northeast that we weren't able to get to and Beck, how is dad right now at the moment he's going all right he's going all right you know we're so lucky that with his mnd journey he's been able to last so much longer than we ever thought he got a diagnosis and told 27 months um and you know it's been so much longer than that but unfortunately he couldn't come on the drive for the whole time this year but he was able to come on the first night and he's going to be dressing up for our final night so i'm looking forward to seeing him tonight (laughs) ah yes and uh, beck i must say you've done a wonderful job since really well, you've always been there, but more in the background. In the last uh, probably 12 to months to 24 months, you've really taken a front seat on this right now, and, and I think you're doing wonderfully well. Are you enjoying it? I I am, I am. It's a, a little bit of sweet, I have to be honest. I, I wish it was Dad. Um, he's the uh, reverend. He's the storyteller. He's, yeah. uh, he's the guy that was leading the charge for so long, but M&D is a cruel beast, and it's taken away his ability to talk, so we just really needed to step up ourselves. We sort of said, all right, we're going to have to play on. We need to continue. We're on uh, making such good pra- uh, progress, acceleration, finding treatments and a cure. We can't stop now. So everyone in the whole team, we've got so many amazing ambassadors. Danaher Drive participants are out there talking about M&D and raising funds. So we've all, we've all rallied together and we've really used that phrase. We're going to play on. Now, the Danaher Drive wouldn't be the same without uh, Russell Robertson grabbing the guitar and singing a tune and David <laughs> Meeks making a fool of himself. Can we expect the same tonight? <laughs> Always. Absolutely. It wouldn't be a drive without all of that happening. Um, so I have no doubt that the uh, outfits are going to be incredible. The vocals will be great. And I have no doubt that Danaher Drive participants will be taking over the stage. <laughs> uh, you've done mighty well, Beck, and thanks very much for your time. How can everyone right now out there listening get involved and donate mon- money to this fantastic cause? Uh, we would absolutely love everyone to head to fightmnd.org.au. Every dollar is so critical in finding these effective treatments and the cure for a beast of a disease. We know everyone's been so incredibly generous and we just want to thank you for everything you've done. Um, the whole Gisland area is rallied right behind us. We've just driven through Lake's entrance as a convoy and we had smiles, waves the whole way through. So whatever you can give, know that it's going to be um, put hard at work in the last year in Australia, also worldwide. Fantastic, Beck. Thanks very much for your time. Enjoy the night, drive safely, and most importantly, have fun. Beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. That was Beck Danaher, who's running that uh, show right now, which has been around uh, for six years, and uh, it's going to go a long time. He's done a magnificent job, Neil Danaher, and it looks like... The daughter, Beck, has taken over now. Yeah, Beck came into the studio with Gary and Tim uh, earlier this year before the uh, Fight M&D match between uh, Collingwood and Melbourne and gave Gary and Tim their beanies. Tim was, I think, the first slider to go down. Uh, yes. Yes, in the big That's freeze. Right. So um, that was awesome to see that. And, yeah, it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. 
it's amazing. More, more, more beanies in that crowd. It's just a sea of blue, really, every every year, isn't it? And pretty much that whole weekend now, it's just taken over, which is awesome to see. I went to one back in at... I, I, I don't know how I... It was someone on the Melbourne board that got me in somehow yep. at the Collingwood game, Melbourne yep. Collingwood game, and Queen's birthday, or King's birthday now. Yeah. Um, and what a day. Mm. Uh, oh, I was just amazed in the luncheon and Ron Barassi and people like yep. this are in there. It was just... It's a, it's a high, it's a massive... Like, Queen's birthday was already big on the footy calendar, but it's taken on a whole new meaning now, hasn't it? It has. And something that will add another level of intrigue this year is Brodie Grundy's move to Melbourne. That'll be built up a little bit in the lead-up, won't, won't it? What? No, uh, uh, might even get... Well, Brodie's always injured. He might even slide down the slide on that game, you know. <laughs> because how, he might be injured. How, how do you think that'll work? Who, who's starting... Gorn. Who's starting uh, round one, centre bounce, who's starting in the ruck for Max Gorn. Max Gorn, without doubt. And um, where's Brodie Grundy? If Max, is he starting on the bench? Or is yep. he resting up? Is he starting up forward? He's not Luke Jackson. Mm. Um, where Luke Jackson would start up forward, I think Gorn starts... Uh, sorry, uh, Grundy starts on the interchange. I would think, I mean... It's six months away. It'll be yeah. hard to tell. He might, he might get back to the form that he was when he signed a seven-year, seven million dollar deal. As a lot of the bikes are coming through out here at Mackenzie Street, One Thuggy. We might take a quick break. Don't forget, anyone out there listening, fightmnd.org.au and give to a magnificent cause, and you can do it at any stage through the year. Just doesn't have to be this weekend. And remember. 2803 and 2804 in that raffle tonight, Sammy, because we'll, <laughs> we'll get it back to them. They'll raise some more funds. So we'll have a lot more after these short messages. Harvey Norman Wonthag, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Ah, yes, Sammy. My favourite time <laughs> of a Saturday morning is hot or not. And we're out here at Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, who is very, very hot. Lots of cars coming in and out. They're doing deals. Dave and Lockie in there. Hot or not. Now, I'll let you start. Sammy, I love this segment. We're going to pick out whether this is hot or not. So, do you want me to start with a knot? Whatever you're comfortable with, mate. Okay, so I, I will I will start with a knot, and that might lead us into a little story I had. But the T20 World Cup in in Melbourne, as we know, and yep. uh, Geelong, uh, it is starting tomorrow night to Ooh. kick off this highly anticipated T20 World Cup. We have scheduled Sri Lanka. Versus Namibia in Geelong. That's not hot. That's not. Not. How how good of a curtain raiser is that? Are you serious? You might as well have played Glen Elvie against Phillip Island. Pretty much. So uh, if somebody can name me a Namibia play, a Namibian player, oh, you wouldn't be able to. They'd be, and there's obviously the Sri Lankans aren't anywhere near as prominent as what they used to be as well. Uh. Yeah, it's that's just uh, yeah, that's not hot. I'll tell you what, I've got a hot. And, I know you got more. Uh, and just the Australia, like pull your finger out. Two two losses <laughs> to the Poms by eight runs. Yeah. It's not the lead up we want to have. I know you don't want to chew up all your wins, but you don't want to lose to the Poms ever. Nah. So pull your, get your act together, please, Aussies? Australia. Yep. yep. Hey, I got a hot, and it goes back to what we we're talking about. Oh, 
well, I shouldn't have said that. Well, you've got to decide whether it's hot or not. It might be not. Yeah. Uh, trade week during the week. Not only... Uh, how, how big of year has Geelong had? They go and win the premiership. They pick up Jeremy Cameron a couple of years ago and he slots in. And yeah. They pick up the young fella, Tyson Stengel from Adelaide, that no one wanted. And bang, they've now just gone whack, whack in trade week. Yeah. How hot, are they hot or not? They are pretty much as hot as any AFL club has ever been. How would you like your club, Collingwood? And mine's Carlton. Let's remember, people think it's St Kilda, it's Carlton. Uh, How would you like your club run like that? Like the Cats run there? It's been the uh, most stable club probably out there since, well, they they won the flag in 2000, the first flag in a long time in 2007, didn't they? So... Since then, it's been pretty much the gold standard mm. of the competition in terms of uh, stability. And, yeah, they obviously had a la- that lack of success from between that 2011 flag and the flag this year, but they were pretty much all in contention. Yeah. Uh, always in contention. And I wonder what impacts the skipper, Joel Selwood, leaving will have. Um, what, what, you, what, what, yeah, what do you think? Do you think he'll leave much of a hole or will they be able to fill that? Oh, you, it, that's inevitable. I mean, it, that's you can't fill that. Yeah. But I don't think it matters. I think the legacy he's left and the captain that he was, will mm. he's passed the baton, there's no doubt. And yeah. they'll lead like him. Because whoever it is that gets that job, and the people are saying Stuart or Dangerfield, mm. they would have seen so much of this fella. Yeah. They just... It's it's an easy transition. Yeah, I think I think Stuart's the man. Yeah, I, I'm not. I obviously have no idea who they're going to choose, but I think I think he's uh, would be a great uh, captain. Just a great club to be involved in, yeah. isn't it? Very hot. Hey, uh, and you got just, one? just quickly on on Joel Salwood that, that we're speaking of, 355 games he played, and we spoke about that always being in contention. Only one game in those 355 games. Did he know that he wasn't a chance to win the flag? So he played in one dead rubber in his entire career, which was round 23 against Adelaide, I think, in 2015. Yeah. So every game, he played it knowing our season's yeah. still alive, except for that one. So that goes on to what I've been saying about Chris Scott. I've never understood the vitriol that he gets. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've always loved him. Yeah, me too. You got any more? I've got a couple. Uh, yeah, you go. you go. Well, I've got one. And I know I'm a negative sort of guy at times on this radio show, and well, most of mine are nots, but I've got another hot which will absolutely floor the Wiz Doherty if he's listening on the golf course. Um, Beck Danaher. Yeah. I mean, just that interview with her before and what that family, and so it's the whole Danaher family. How yeah. hot are they? In They've devoted their life to this beast. Mm-hmm. And what they do in this drive and, and everything that they do that whole Danaher family, but just talking and listening to the bubbliness in Beck Danaher's voice, that's come from Neil right through that family, I would have thought. Is that hot or not? Oh, it's so hot. It's a, oh, it's a completely devastating situation that they mm. find themselves in, and obviously every family that goes through somebody experiencing MND, such a horrible disease, and um, obviously we know a lot of people aren't as lucky to have lasted as long as Neil has, but the fact that they do such good work and it's always with a smile on their face and uh, yeah, it's just inspirational is really the only word that yeah. you can use to describe it. Very hot. I've got, I've got, I've got one, I've got one more. Yeah. Uh, Cal Toomey. Cal Toomey. Is he the 
best newsbreaker in the competition in the uh, football world now. You would say with what he's done this week, oh, most well, definitely. Brett Ratton, he broke the Jason Horn Francis yes. uh, story that he'd requested a trade. He did that on the on a Sunday night when everybody had kind of switched their phones off. So he's obviously working twenty four seven, and uh, throughout the trade period, he was always pretty much the first to report on probably over half of the deals getting done saying this person's going there or this club's trading. Stop it. Here. You're hot. <laughs> he's, he's very hot at the moment. And, and of course, our, uh, very, uh, our boss was uh, one of the best at that. Don't worry about that. Back in the day when he was the Herald Sun, when he trotted in there from Warrigal, he was, he was one of the best door stoppers of all time. <laughs> Was <laughs> but yeah, no, he he is very odd, isn't he, right now? Well, I'm going to go. I've got to finish off with a knot. I've got to finish off with a knot because I've had a couple of odds, so I'm going with a knot. And I know I shouldn't be prefacing it with what it's going to be, but it's pretty. This one's going to be pretty obvious. Boards and people that make decisions on people that have never ever done the job that they're sacking the person that's doing that job. Yeah. That, to me, is like, if I'm a, an apprentice plumber and I get sacked, but it's not by the plumber, it's by the bloke that works out in the store that loads the pipe into the uh, racks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the St Kilda board and the people... And I'm not just saying the Brett Ratton thing. I'm saying over the years, Tomo was sacked. Their most successful coach they'd had in a while. Mm-hmm. Lion walked. But they've sacked so many people. And I know David Noble was part of the review, but they're not doing the sacking. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, that, is that hot or not? If, is that hot or not that you're getting sacked by someone that's never done your job? I've never liked that. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think... It might be just yeah the way it is is the nature of of football clubs, uh, but the the fact that you can just keep continually making mistakes in terms of appointing coaches and not take any responsibility for it is certainly not that's hot. that's yeah. probably where I'm getting at. Yeah. You spoke so much better than what I did about that, <laughs> Sam. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I was trying yeah. to get. Yeah, uh, no, I get what you're saying. It's if you keep continually making these mistakes, you start you've got to start looking inwards, don't you? You do. You keep doing what you've done. You yeah. keep getting the same results. Yeah. Uh, when you hit fifty, oh, I've done that. Yeah. Get get a regular heart checkup. Is that hot or not? That's hot. I can tell you from uh, yeah, yeah, I can tell you from experience. I didn't, and I found out the hard way. Mm. Like uh, I think you're alluding to someone that else yeah, has. Yeah, Todd Woodbridge. Mm. Minor heart attack throughout the week. How old is he? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Yeah, I was. What am I? I'm fifty-eight. I was fifty-five, and it was here in one faggy driving along and passed out. Thought, oh, well, that that was odd. Mm. Uh, got myself to one faggy hospital. Ended up then going to Frankston, Alfred Cabrini. And come out with a new valve in my heart. They opened me up straight up the middle. Not a nice uh, operation, I can tell you. Not a nice few months after it. Nah, but do imagine. the checkup. Go and find out because we are so lucky in this country with the people that look after your heart. 55 people a die a day in this country mm. from heart disease. I'm with you. That's hot. Get it done. Get it looked at. 
Uh, I guess that'll wrap up our hot or not, you reckon, Sinkers? Ah, uh, yes, I think we've uh, uh, dragged so. as much as we could out of that. Established in 1926, Denalda Motors in Mafra and Bansdale. That was, uh, yeah, our hot or not, thanks to Denalda Motors. Genuine value, genuine service. Home of Mitsubishi's tractors, farm machinery, Denalda Motors. We were out there a couple of weeks ago. Mm. One of the greatest little bakeries across there. And when we spoke, that day is the day we spoke to Fiona McIntosh, the CEO of the Danaher Convoy and the MND Drive. And I told her, and I've got to get to her before this, or as this drive finishes, I wanted, I give her a job. She had to check all the bakeries in every town that she went to and let us know which one was the best. Right. Now I got Does me... she have enough time to do that? Yeah, well, she better. CEO of a big organisation. She's been given the job and she accepted the job. <laughs> okay. I went down to Connell's Bakery down here just on the morning. Connell's, not bad. A beautiful little coffee and some sandwiches that we've got up there. And I love a good bakery, Sam. Yep. What else have we got? Uh, I reckon I reckon the news and then we'll chat yes. on the other side about some more we're, footy topics and uh, maybe the T20 World Cup. Yes, and we definitely want to listen to Grant Thomas, what he had to say, what happened during the week as well. So that'll all come up after the news headlines. We're out here at Harvey Norman Wonthaggy at 37 Mackenzie Street Wonthaggy. Come in and see Lockie and Dave and say g'day and drop your head into the SEN van. You can't miss it. Big white thing with SEN written all over it. And we'll be back after these short news headlines. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Yes, we're out here in Wonthaggy. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy to be exact in the big SEN van out the front at 37 Mackenzie Street. Drop in and say day. You can listen on the dial on 91.3 SEN track southwest Gippsland or 91.9 SEN track Latrobe Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app at sen.com.au. That's how I listen to it all around the country, uh, wherever I go. It's, I just tune into that app on my car, Apple Play, and it's brilliant. And don't forget, you can catch up on every interview or the full show wherever you get your podcast. And it's all thanks to our great friends here at Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical free click and collect available now. Now, Sammy, we've had some weather and we just heard... In the SEN news break, uh, that someone's been found, unfortunately, in floodwaters in Rochester. Now, my drive down through, I normally come through Rochester, but I looked through uh, the pages and so forth where I couldn't, couldn't go, and I couldn't go through Rochie, and ended up coming out, as I said, at the head of the show, out through Shepparton, Barmouth, Shepparton, then out through Nagambi. These potholes and... I don't know if you really should call them potholes. They were craters. The, yep. the biggest holes I've ever seen in the road, and they went for kilometres. Without a word of a lie, between Shepparton and Nagambi, there would have been 40 to 50 cars pulled over to the side with flat tyres and buckled wheels and wheel damage. Then I get to this the big, uh, the big horse stud out of Nagambi yep. with some brilliant racehorses. It would have been racing today yeah. in Nagambi. And... Yep. I forgot the name of the lodge, but there were cars parked up for, oh, it had to be at least 600 metres, with horse floats evacuating horses. This is a lot more serious than what people have, one, given it credit for at the start, they just thought, oh, it'll be another shower, uh, and you, you just do not drive through floodwaters. Is it Gilligai Farm? Is that, that No, it wasn't that. In, no, no. Gilligai? Uh, okay. 
wasn't that one, but uh, you just don't drive through floodwaters. Nah. And I, I won't get back because I'm doing a bit of work up there. I'm uh, in charge of a project of putting a youth radio station together. Yeah. And and so I'm up and back a fair bit, but I won't be going back. I'll be working from home here in Gippsland and Melbourne for the next week. Mm. Because of it, you just don't drive through. It, it, have you had a chance or opportunity to have a look at what how devastating it is oh, around the country? At yeah, the I've seen certainly seen some images on social media, especially a lot of local football grounds. Seymour, mm, Seymour, yep. yeah, that's copped it really badly. And yes, I suppose it's a good thing that the. Football season's over, but I'm sure cricket will be played on a few of those. There won't be much cricket up that way this weekend, obviously. But, yeah, it can have a really devastating impact. Uh, just reading here is Yulong Stud. Is that, was that That's one? That's the of, one. Yeah. yeah That's Yulong the stud. one. Yeah. So, yeah, there was obviously urgent help required there. Um, they were parked for, yeah, as I say, about 600 metres of... Yeah. The panic in... You could see the panic in the people's faces. Mm. And this is the thing, because I'm an animal lover, a huge mm-hmm. animal lover... And when I was driving through and I'm looking at the animals out in these paddocks, that's what was really, to yeah. me, devastating. I'm thinking, how are they going to get these animals out? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of loss. Oh, yeah. It's going to have a devastating impact. Um, just hope that everybody's staying as safe as possible. And mm. you kind of forget how lucky you are to live in some places. Like yep. in one, my 22, 24 years, sorry, in one thaggy, I've never really experienced any kind of natural disaster, really. No. So, um, If yeah. you're out there, if you see floodwaters, please just don't dive through. Do a U-turn, go back, go home. Because I, I was in that frame of mind when yep. I got to Nagambi. I thought, I could be doing a U-turn and going back here and I won't get to Melbourne. And I did send you some message mm. that there is a possibility I won't get down to Melbourne. For, but I'm here and it's, speaking of animals, it's a big Caulfield it Cup is. day this, uh, this weekend or today. Yes, uh, race eight, uh, race nine at uh, Caulfield will be the Caulfield Cup today. Uh, the favourite is Smokin' Romans, ridden by Jamie Carr, uh, trained by Kieran Moore and David Eustace. You, will you have a... I will. I listened hunt. to uh, Simon O'Donnell and Dave Taggart and yep. Joshy Jenkins this morning. And uh, what's the show again? What called again? I've just forgotten. The Odds Cup. Oh, I love it. Yep. They are funny guys, but gee, they give some good tips. i got to... A $9 one there a couple of weeks ago off them, and mm. I I have written it down. It's in the front of the cabin. I won't be saying giving that too far. Yeah. But um, I will have a dabble. Will you? Uh, maybe a little one. My my old man is pretty into his horse racing. He likes the favourite Smoking Romans, but he also likes Benno, ridden by Regan oh. Bayless and trained by, trained by John O'Shea. And, yeah, Benno is in Richie Benno. Yep. He likes that, which is about $10, out, out to about $10 at the moment, so... Pretty even field by the looks. Well, you play footy out at Kilcunda Bass. You'd be getting a fair tip every now and then from Shay Eden, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, whether they're any good or not is a completely different question. <laughs> nah, nah, he's, uh, he, he's uh, got us with a couple of good tips over the years, Shaka. Yeah, because he's an ex-president of the footy club. He is. And he is, still and involved. back on the committee next year. Yeah. So. And speaking of your footy club, because we are in Gippsland and they're only up the road here, I see that uh, you've re-signed young Gawley that ran second... Uh, Dale Gawley, Dale yep. Gawley ran second in the league medal to Brent McCaffer. Yep. And a lot of people didn't know who he was that night. I did uh, that night. The uh, I hosted that night, and a lot of people were walking around saying, who's this Dale Gawley? They should know who he was. He they was, will now. He's certainly one of the most dominant players in pretty much every game that we played in. 
uh, Ruckman, who's pretty much another midfielder. Very mobile. Um, yeah, gets gets better as the game goes on, really. He's ultra fit, kind of unassuming the yep. way he looks in that, but he's got a booming left foot, can take rip and grabs, and yeah, pretty much just a Ruckman that covers the ground better than almost any Ruckman I've ever played with, I reckon. Yeah, I played footy with his dad many moons ago, and his yep. dad was the same. He was a left footer. He was actually, I think his dad, Ray, might have been a Vic State 400-metre runner. Right, there you go. I think he might have been. He was definitely into his athletics in a big way. And yeah, so... You know, he was a good footballer. Thing, things are, yeah, looking on the... Looking good. Yeah, looking good. We had a... Yeah, it wasn't the year we were hoping for at the start. We were hoping to sneak into finals, as, as you do. Um, but seven wins, 11 losses, certainly an improvement on where we were in years gone by. And a couple of those losses were by uh, less than a goal. So change of coach, improve. same same coach, same Lee, coach. Lee Rose still in, uh, still a head coach, and yeah, picking up a couple more players and pretty much kept everybody else. So let's hope that we can sneak into finals next year. It's been some coaching changes around the it district. Philip Island, West Gippsland has had a heap of Haven't coaching they? changes. Philip Island have gone with um, Cam Pedersen Cam, from Cam Bo Pedersen Vernon, taking over from Bo Vernon. Obviously, Luke Young was relieved of his duties from Nana Goon with Justin Stanton taking over. And he's gone to Katani he's to coach. He's gone to Katani. Uh, Daliston, Pete Dunlop, his coaching tenure was ended. He's been and there a couple of times. Yeah, he will be replaced by, uh, what's his name? McRae? Uh, Wiley. 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 Dean Wiley. And... Uh, yeah, there's a couple. There's well, a MDU few, uh, and... Envelock. Curran Burrow. Ben Similis is apparently finishing up there, so we'll see what happens. Actually, Curran Burrow have kept their coach, but they've uh, they've only re-signed. We spoke to their president, Troy Patterson, last week, yep. trying to go into the Allenbank League from West Gibby. They've only re-signed one player. It's a big... A 22-zip vote against. Yeah. So I'd, I'd heard, I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that... I think the top four in their BNF have yet to inform the club of whether they've re-signed or not. So, well, he said they've only re-signed one. Yeah, and that's Paul Fermanis. Yeah. So, he, some, which is a good player to re-sign. He, he, he he's, is. He's a great player. He's but, a very good player, and they love him out there at Canberra. He moved yeah. to the area. Um, yeah. So, very interesting times in uh, Gippsland footy and throughout the Latrobe Valley. Of course, just up the road, Lean Gatha went through undefeated champions this year got a couple of frights late in the year but mm. we're able to overcome on the day we might take a quick break uh sam when we come back from the break i want to talk a little bit more about uh the brett ratton stuff because we've got some grabs from grant thomas that i'm really interested in listening to so we'll uh do that we'll wrap up the show we've had a great two hours out here at harvey norman one thaggy and we'll have a little bit more for you after these short messages Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. I think the realisation that we've been probably wallowing around in mediocrity for so long and in the 150th year we've got to take a, a stronger stance and get ourselves into the premiership business. I don't think we've been there for a long, long time and maybe only three times in our 150-year history have we been a chance and I just I applaud the club for making decisions to get us in the premiership business in a nutshell and I don't know whether this is the first one uh, or not but I definitely think um, 
we need to make some, some very, very strong decisions because where we are at the moment in all aspects of the club isn't going to get us to where we need to get to. So you can, you know, it, 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 it's, it's big stuff. It's uh, huge announcements and on everything else and it looks like a, huge, a big backflip um, by the club. Um, but I tell you what, there's one thing worse than making a big mistake and that's making two. And if you made the wrong mistake of recontracting someone, uh, you don't just pan out over another two years. So, Grant Thomas on getting the Saints into the premiership business and not making uh, two mistakes out of one. I tend to sort of agree, Sam, with some of that, but I also say that, yes... They've sat down and said, we made a mistake of reappointing him on July 8, and we're not going to make a second mistake. We're going to be harsh here, and we're going to be brutal, and we're going to finish his tenure up. Okay. But Ratton wasn't the one that made the mistake. He's offered a two-year deal. He's going to take it. Mm. Why doesn't the people that made the decision that was a mistake I'd like to talk to Grant Thomas about why do you think, Grant, they should go? Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. It's, um, yeah, as we touched on earlier, the ones that keep making these ones, these mistakes, have got to start taking some accountability because it's kind of keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Is, uh, yeah, the definition of uh, insanity, insanity, as they say. So mm. it's insane for those people to remain on the board I suppose so it begs the question it's interesting to know do the Saints call upon Grant Thomas at times for his advice advice in these areas and he was posed that question this is what he had to say Um, no I I didn't know it was um, going to happen now I have had discussions with the club and have voiced my opinions on things Uh, uh, over the last 12 months, um, I mean, I've had lots of discussions last year, said I'd get out of the way for a year to see how things went, and I've had discussions over the last uh, you know, month or two, couple of months, and uh, um, so I, I left them with no doubt that there needed to be big changes, major changes, and not just at the edge, uh, changes that actually impact the direction we're on and get us, getting us onto the right train track of, of, of success because you can't get on the right train track if you haven't got the right people and you need to have the right um, um, systems and, and programs in place to support that train track. Now, Sink, as you know, Grant, uh, what kind of impact do you think he would have had on St Kilda making this decision? Is his voice one that gets listened to pretty closely in, at, at the club? Um because there's been different management over a long period of time and Grant would be offering up that advice. They wouldn't be calling him. He'd be calling them and saying, uh, this is what I think. So I don't think they would... They would listen Mm -hmm. and I would say, I would hope that they mull that over and act on what they think is correct because at the end of the day, they're paid to make those decisions. But he, he comes up with a lot of good stuff, Grant Thomas. I've always said that. A lot of people don't like it because he's very forthright Mm -hmm. and he'll offer up his opinion, but he's done very well in other areas of life, and this is half the reason why. I used to love him on Footy Classified, and he ended up having to go over... He had to go from the show over certain things that were coming out and what was being said. 
But I tell you what, I'm one of the ones that I want to sit and listen to that. I love what he's got to say. And you just got to weigh it up. Okay, I'll go with that or I won't go with that. And I, if, if I'm a leader, I would want of that football club, I would want Grant Thomas offering up some suggestions. Whether I act on it, it's completely up to me and my board, I would think. Yeah, no, that's, you've put it brilliantly there. But he's uh, he's not everyone's cup of tea, Grant <laughs> Thomas, but he's certainly mine. He's certainly interesting to listen to. You yeah. can't, can't argue that. I like him. I like it. Hey, there's some local cricket on there. You're not playing because you're not well no, I'm this not weekend. In and, a great way. Uh, the, the top game you've got to have a look at there is uh, Phillip Island, who are... All the rage, and they reckon might go even go through undefeated. I'd like to get your comment well, on that. I'm pretty, I'm, I have to double check whether they went through undefeated or not last year, but they were certainly the best team all year and uh, consolidated that in the, the grand final by mm. winning that pretty comfortably. They've added to that too, haven't they? Yeah, they picked up a couple more and look uh, look to be the red hot favourite once again. And Narina has not had the great success that they've experienced in re- in uh, years gone by in the last couple of years, but. They're always tough to play against Narina, so that'll be an interesting one today. And that's at Cows, and uh, what a day to be playing cricket with the Grand Prix down there. And yeah, well, getting Narina, in and out might Narina be, won't be too no. happy with that. Usually they schedule this weekend uh, as, an, as an away game for Phillip Island teams. But well, anyway. then it's hard for them getting out and in too, True. isn't it? Club take on Inverloch, uh, one faggy turf. Yep, just around the corner yep. from us. That'll be another great game. Uh, club and Inverloch, bit of rivalry there. and Two very evenly matched teams, I would have thought. Now, Coonawarra, Coonwarra, sorry, uh, the RSL take on OMK. Now, that's out at Langatha. That's a nice turf ground, that one. Yeah, won a, a two premiership at Langatha turf, Sinkers, so it's hold that very close to my heart, yes, oh. with Glen Alby. Uh Yeah, that'll be another, yeah, even evenly matched game. Uh, Coonwarra promoted from A2 a couple of years ago. OMK, as we know, are a dominant club that had a poor year last year, finishing last. They didn't get relegated because uh, one Thaggy club who are in A2 won the premiership. So they were allowed to stay in A1. And the interesting part about OMK this year is that Kobe Brand, the brands are synonymous with one Thaggy club. He's gone out to the arch rival OMK to captain them. So So it's like someone going from Collingwood to Cal. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah, maybe even worse. Oh, really? <laughs> Town take on Imperials out yeah. of Scorpion 1. That should be a good one too. Yeah, so the local rivalry there. Langatha Town, Langatha Imperials. Uh, Town have lost a couple of their good run scorers, but um, Imperials yeah, and Imperials have improved. They've had the last two years been really good, so that should be pretty even as well. Now out in Division 2, your mob, you're not playing because you're not well. Out at Nyora. Yep. Today, yeah, we took we lost to Kilcundabas last week by four runs. Uh, narrow, narrow loss, but um, a couple of things didn't go our way, and Kilcundabas was just a little bit too good. So they, uh, yeah, up against Nyora today, that'll be pretty close. Nyora will be favourites leading into it, but I reckon we're a chance to to knock them off. Um, club versus MDU and A two, club will be favourites to win that. Killy Bass versus Foster. Unsure where everything sits after round one, yeah. but Killy Bass will like their chances. And Karimbara versus Phillip Island. Uh, yeah, interesting to see that Karimbara would like to think that they'd knock off Phillip Island's second side, but who knows? I've got to say, any any uh, turf cricket that gets played today, the uh, curators and groundsmen have done an absolute magnificent job to get them up. Thanks for today, Sam. Good to see you again. We'll be back next week, back in Wonthaggy, your hometown, of course, uh, with a whole another episode of Saturdays in Gippsland. Two hours again 
Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Give us your tip again for the Caulfield Cup, Sam. Smoking Romans. Smoking Romans. Get on it. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. And all thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. Thanks for Steve back in the studio. This is Brad Sinclair and Sam Watson, and we'll be back next Saturday, same time, for SEN Saturdays in Gippsland. Have a great weekend. It's hot. Damn hot. <laughs>